Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jack Farmer, he's Andy Rossi, and this is the Evolution of Movies show. Andy Rossi, I'm sorry, but you gotta deal with my broken FaceTime camera instead of my fancy podcasting camera today. What are you talking about? I got you right here. Look at that handsome devil. Sitting on my lap. (laughs) I don't want to explain why you have a giant picture of me in your... uh, (laughs) Actually, we will explain it real quick. You're making a show. Yeah, I got a movie I'm shooting uh, next weekend. What's it called? Uh, right now, it's called The Break-In, but uh, I will change that title because that title stinks. Um, working title. Working title, yeah. Interesting. And somewhere is a big mug of old Jack Farmer. Yeah. You know, speaking of big mugs, we got a big mug we got to add to this screen here, Andy. Ooh. We got to bring in our guest. And this week, it's a fun one. It's someone I've been waiting to chat with for a long time. It's the karaoke champion, <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, how are you, buddy? I'm, I'm doing okay. How, how are you? You've been looking forward to this. Uh, I've been looking. It's been that's what you said. on my calendar. <laughs> um, I don't do this. Like I was telling you guys when we were in the green room earlier, or like... Uh, <laughs> Like this would have been a lot more interesting, say, like about 20 something years ago when I was a film major and I had like ambition and desire, but uh, pretty much just settled into my uh, uh, eight to five job that I work every single day on the waterfront. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat happy with that, but I'm also happy to be here with you guys. Andy, I, you, Andy's my brother-in-law. Outside of that, I could pitch, I, I could uh, uh, talk about the fact that he's my brother-in-law. And uh, Jack, I've met talk, you a couple times. Talk about I've, I've, having the ambition times, and the so. passion just crushed out of you by Los Angeles. You're talking about Andy Rossi. No, we got to talk about the oh. movies. You're in, you're in a movie. You're in Dead Body, the award-winning Dead Body. It's award-winning. Yeah. 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 yeah you're an award-winning ensemble cast actor. Much. Like oh, that's right. Film. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is Jack. So am I. I had Jack's a line. Too. It, it yeah. counts. Well, what was your thanks, line? Thanks I forgot your line. Yeah. <laughs> Half a bottle, Larry. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. That's my whole so 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 you guys watch this movie, right? No, no, this is that's probably that, that's uh, I'm not hosting, but okay, I'm yes. so sorry. Yeah, well, let's, to, to step Tommy, on your let's, feet let's here. talk about the movie. Let's, movie. let's talk about our show first. It's the evolution oh. of the movie show, and we call it the evolution of movies because what we do is we watch a movie and then we talk about it book club style, but we go and watch a movie that came out the year after the last movie we watched. So we started with the movie in 1980, went to 1981, then 1982. Now we're all the way up to 2014, wow. a time when movie theaters were had hits like American Sniper, Birdman, and of course, Ride Along with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. But we aren't <laughs> talking about those. We're talking about Ex Machina, a movie IMDb describes as a young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. (laughs) Tommy, had you seen this movie before and what were your thoughts going into it this time around? Uh, I I watched the movie uh, a number of months ago because I I think Andy, my brother-in-law, who's in the upper right-hand corner, he... uh, (laughs) He asked me uh, to be a part of his podcast. So, uh, so like he gave me the list, I guess you guys started this whole thing with the 1980 thing. Why, why 1980 as opposed to 1979? I was born in 1979. Let me guess w- one of you was born in 1980, but we're just eliminating 1979, right? Because <laughs> of that or what? Well, we just, that's a, 
1980. Like 40, just, it sounds like, 40, like a good round it's like number. 40 years, right? 42, oh, 40, like 40 years of filmmaking. It just lined okay. up when we started. Like it was like March till the end of the year would have sequentially we would have got to 2022 but, at the but, last week of December. But Tommy, ha have you seen the tell what what were you thinking going into it this time? <laughs> I, I I remember uh I think I thought uh to myself I was like oh Bronson Pinchot is in this movie or something <laughs> like that. And I remember uh okay so this movie came out what 2014? Yeah. So 2014 uh I remember uh I I imagine I I watched the trailer and I was like oh that seems like a movie that I like to watch but i never got around to watching it and uh i i thought it was cool because i i think at that time i was kind of into the whole sci-fi thing but i but i never got around to watching it and then uh always had the uh the the intent on watching the film but uh but then hey lo and behold there here we are what eight years later and uh, and he brought this whole thing up and i was like okay all the good films were already eliminated from the list so i was like oh let's uh let's go ahead and just go with ex machina so uh so here we are watching bronson Pin uh, bronson pinchot's finest uh film uh uh, uh ex from yeah Valky from uh, perfect strangers but i don't think yeah bronson go ahead well you know we, we talked about i thought adrian brody though i'm sorry we, we talked about a fine movie though but this is where we get to andy and andy, andy. we play the game where you tell us what you thought going into this movie, but also Andy, give us your guess on what you think the Rotten Tomato score is, and then Tommy, you got to guess if the actual score is higher or lower. Andy, what do you think about the movie, and what do you think Rotten Tomatoes has it sitting at? This I movie, I yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to chatting about it because I <laughs> remembered the ending differently. I don't know. I'll, I'll go through it later. Uh, but definitely was interested to go back check it out. Um, I had only seen it once before. You thought so. the robot lowered itself into lava. <laughs> with a thumbs up yeah <laughs> um but i thought this movie that was, was terminator <laughs> yeah um let's see oh. I, I think this movie did well um critics really liked well. it people yeah. liked it so i'm gonna go it. pretty high here tommy i'm gonna say 80 i think i always say 87 so i'll say 87 87 87 a good I, high number can i it's two yeah. options, right? Can I go with option C and say that Andy's just dead on? You can, Ooh. which would he's done once. He's gotten exactly <laughs> dead on once. Once. No, no, no. You know what? No, 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 no. You can't. You can't pick his because that's like that's his. He if he, he if he nails it, that's his bullseye. That means he automatically wins. No reason for him to be on the show then. At that point, <laughs> so yeah. So I'll go with eighty-eight. So Andy's definitely wrong on this one. It's higher. Mm. It's mm. higher. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes currently has it sitting at 92%. That's exactly that's what I said. Definitely one of the higher ranked yeah. movies wow. up there with, I think, uh, The Goonies and up there with Ghostbusters. So Cabin watch in the this woods. movie. You could kind of tell that this is the kind of movie critics would, would really like. And I remember watching this as kind of a throwaway. I actually didn't know anything about it when I first watched it the first time I saw it. it was, so I was like, whatever, I'll get into mm -hmm. it. But I loved this movie. I love it when people, when they, the movies mess with your brain as far as like AI and who's on whose side and what's going on. So I totally ate this movie up. I totally enjoyed it. Was this and, your first time watching? No, I watched it, but like I watched it previously uh, oh, years in ago. In 2014. Like, Probably like, nah, it was, it was on Netflix. It was probably like 2016 or something like that. When mm. I saw. But I really enjoyed it. And so I was really eager to go back and watch it and see how well it aged. And I thought it aged personally pretty well. Yeah. I always say the thing I remember most about this movie, though, is um, the guy that plays Nathan, the, the lead programmer. He's yeah. good. I, I watched Isaac. this movie. 
I watched X-Men Apocalypse and then I watched the one of the new Star Wars movies, like mm. almost sequentially, like within like a week or next week, the following get week. away from him. And I didn't realize it was the same guy. And yeah. that's when I was like, this dude is good. Cause I didn't even realize until after I saw all of them, like, wait, that's the same guy as the guy <laughs> from these movies. So he uh, continued acting after this movie. So yeah, he, he did. Okay. He's doing oh, okay. okay for himself. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so I was excited to get into it. Uh, I'm excited to chat about it with you guys. Cause this is again, a movie I'm kind of a nerd about now. Uh, but before we do, I mm. want to take a second to say thank you to everyone who is listening on Spotify, who's listening on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or who's watching on YouTube. Make sure to hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe, click the little bell so you get notified when new episodes come out. All that good stuff. It's the very literal least you could do. Yeah. Do so it. just do it already. Why do I yeah. have to keep bugging you? Every, know, every show, too, Andy. <laughs> every show i gotta deal with these people hit, just hit the like button why don't you yeah and stop giving Does that us make twos. A difference? either one or five <laughs> makes a difference for my, for my ego we got oh, a okay. two on apple Podcasts, <laughs> and they didn't have the guts to leave a comment about why didn't have the, the moxie <laughs> moxie is a good thing yeah. isn't it? i'm gonna i'm gonna start calling out our low <laughs> our low reviews <laughs> I just don't understand. You either give it a one or a five. You either like it or hate it. Yeah, I feel like podcasts are very much the, uh, it's like a restaurant. There's no, you shouldn't get an A, a B, or a C. It should be A or F. If you don't get the (laughs) A, you get an F. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. In any case, this Uh, show. I think this guy put a lot of thought into it. I think that's (laughs) the problem with today's world. No, I think that's it was, it's always like it's 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 always black and white. I think this guy put thought into it. The, the two out of five, that's good. That's gray area. That's what we need more in life. It was so so. I, I mean, it's not my show, but yeah, I, I would. It was. Tommy. I would take it to heart, and I would say, well, maybe look inward and think about like what what it is that we need to work on. You know, but that's just. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Tommy. We lost you there for a second. I thought see we how, did. <laughs> sorry. See how no, that, that, see that, right, see how that works, Tommy. You're dead on. It's either a five or a one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this show going. Let's talk about this. Let's go. Let's talk about this. It's like a trap door. So we're going to start at a high tech tech company. A tech guy Mm. wins the prize and he's headed to the boss's estate. Once there, a robotic voice takes his picture and greets him. Caleb Mm. walks around the impressive home and Nathan, the boss, gives Caleb a key card that gives him access to the rooms he's allowed to go into, but Mm. not to the rooms he's not allowed to go into. Nathan mm-hmm. says this is not a house, but a lab. And Nathan is very eager to share what's been, what he's been working on. But first, Caleb must sign a very binding NDA. Mm-hmm. Caleb does, and Nathan asks, do you know what the Turing test is? They explain mm-hmm. it's when a human interacts with a computer but can't tell it's a computer, therefore being artificial intelligence. And if they have actually created artificial intelligence, it's not the history of man, it's the history of gods. Tommy, I always ask our guests, mm-hmm. first question, okay. tell us a little bit about the characters and the world that they live in. Holy shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the rating on this show? There goes the explicit tag. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Beat me out, Andy. That's why they you, gave us two the stars. That... They were like, I didn't okay. like language. Well, 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 no, I mean, uh, to start off the movie, like, uh, they're, they're, they're inside of this uh, office, right? Full of like a bunch of tech people who are like ultra fit, not one overweight guy in the group <laughs> at all. And it always makes me think about like the matrix, how like everybody in the matrix, uh, except for, uh, 
uh, who's uh, who's the guy? Uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, right? He's the only portly kind of looking guy in the, in the whole entire matrix. Like in this office, everybody's in great shape, and it's only it only occupies like maybe about like five minutes of the film. But but, but every, that's the thing. I imagine this is probably taking place in like Silicon Valley or something like that. But these people, they're in, in incredible shape. But uh, that's the first thing I noticed. And uh, then he looked at true. his computer. He looks no. Everybody's in great shape. No, yeah, like, no, everybody's at least maybe. easily, but like beneath, like I would they say, like five percent body the fat. The uh, uh, the the Caleb guy. He he ends up getting an email, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you won." So like, Caleb's a good looking uh, lad. You know, kind of, he's got red hair and stuff like that, and freckles. I think <laughs> yeah. so. So uh, it, it seems like he's excited about winning this contest, and he's getting his. Uh, dms like slid into and everybody's like uh hey great great uh achievement you're you're gonna go uh hang out with the boss and then he's he nobody knows like what the prize is really i thought it was just a helicopter ride you know <laughs> and i thought okay at the end of this it's that's like the, the whole the movie film. they just circle back yeah yeah like you can pretty much and uh, several points throughout the movie i thought to myself oh it's gonna end right here so initially i thought it was a short i was like oh he just won a helicopter ride but ends up being that they land somewhere. But I do like the uh, the the pilot. The pilot was pretty cool because he's like he's like so. Uh, how long before we get there? And he's like, oh, we've been on his property for like ten hours. hours already. I was yeah. like, how big is this property? You know, that's what I was so, thinking. Uh, so that was exciting. Uh, but wherever it is that this guy lives, this uh, Steve Jobs guy, this uh, Nathan, right? Yeah. It, it's 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 a beautiful place, right? We all have to admit that we'd all yeah. love to be in his shoes, right? But the yeah. problem is. The problem is Nathan doesn't wear shoes. I was about to say when he's wearing them. Whole movie, he never wears shoes throughout this whole entire film. That kind of bothered me. But that's just a sign of like, I'm confident, you know, because like whenever Andy comes over, to, he's my brother-in-law, right? Whenever he comes over, I put on socks. I cover up my wretched looking feet. But Nathan, on the other hand, he's a genius. I've been a genius since the age of 13, created a blue book, right? Which is the, the search engine, right? Which is equivalent to what, like, a uh, Google, Google, I would imagine. This, uh, so, this felt uh, like it was supposed to be Google, but they didn't have like super Google. So yeah. it's a blue book, right? And and he's barefoot. He's just confident, and just the way he he talks to to Caleb, and he's just so condescending. Talks to him like he's a child, or talks to him like he's like the fourth year like frat brother who's talking to like year one guy a pledge or something <laughs> like that. It's just he dresses him down at any opportunity that he has. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful dynamic between uh, Caleb and Nathan. And then, of course, moving on with the film, there's so much more that happens. But, yeah, just in a nutshell, uh, dig yeah. it. I dig it, man. Yeah. Andy, so uh, this is clearly a weird situation, right, that uh, Caleb finds himself in. It's As a viewer, you can tell it's kind of tet tense. He gets his NDA. And there's that part of you as a viewer, like, he probably shouldn't sign this. but. Yeah. You'd want to know what happens. Let me ask you, real, really, if that I, was you, would you yeah. sign the NDA? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would sign it. See, yeah. that's Andy. Andy, that's that's the other part where I thought the the, the movie was going to end. I thought he didn't sign it. He the, the, the credits were going to roll. <laughs> He's like, I no, I do need my lawyer to look at this. And it's like, yeah. da da da, and I don't know that for some reason it plays. I like how he asked him. He's like, oh, were you at a party? And he's just like. No, huh? and huh? right right away you realize like this guy's an alcoholic, but he's like boxing too. So I thought we were gonna see some boxing 
later on. Well, I actually want to talk to you about that, Andy, because I thought it was interesting. One, Tommy mentioned that how they said they were flying over the state for two hours, which kind yeah. of makes you feel isolated, even though there's nothing necessarily holding you in. But also I thought with the boxing, it told us right away that Nathan can be aggressive and is probably the physical superior to a Caleb. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. almost this, like you're stuck in there with this guy who is smarter and probably stronger than you, which made him a little more intimidating, even though he wasn't necessarily an intimidating person in there. Yeah. And it was, to me, it was weird that he lived alone in this monster place without any animals or anything. Like, I thought he was going to have like a tiger in the basement or something, but he's got I guess, things to keep him. Coming. Yeah. I was going to say, I guess he has enough things. Yeah, he's got, he's got a he's got. I, I will but say, I didn't think we got to that part of that film yet. <laughs> yeah. I will say, for a guy that's done so much, I never see him actually work once in this movie. That, you know, that's interesting that you bring that up because I, I, I was convinced during like the uh, the first half of the film that uh, he kidnapped or like killed like the real genius in 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 the movie. So like the oh. Steve Jobs character. Or the Steve Jobs character, like, you know, or or the Bill Gates, like the guy who's really responsible for creating Ava and all this uh, amazing tech, like, because the whole entire time, like, while Caleb's like, hey, let's talk this theory and uh, let's talk, uh, oh, you know, your philosophy behind uh, such and such and how we how we got here. And, and uh, you're, you're about to present me this amazing sex robot. And uh, I want to know how it is that, you know, because usually what do they call it? Like the uh, with the robot, uh, like uh like the body might be amazing, but she's got those dead eyes. Ava certainly did not have those dead eyes. Like you could, you could definitely have sex with Ava and think to yourself, like I, you know, I had sex with this uh, amazing woman. But well, they do talk about that a bit. Now, yeah, I, yeah. Yes, we're jumping ahead. Let, let's go. Oh, sorry. On to the next, yeah. that, next section. Wait, here. wait. To go to go off what yeah. Tommy was saying though, that that is true though, because he was saying he wanted to talk all like tech to him, and he goes, yeah, I just no, want to like no, grow out important. and have a beer, yeah, and just like hang out. <laughs> it's pretty good. No, that's that's that the part. Been an interesting twist. Yeah, that's the part. This guy, uh, he kidnapped, killed Steve Jobs, and he's like every single time, it's like. Dude, I know you're like uh, uh, like super blown away by this crazy compound, by the helicopter, and everything's just so super cool, you know. And uh, can we just get beyond that and like shoot pool and just like hang out, <laughs> you know? You like I like say, like I, w- I yeah. wish Caleb had a little more backbone because if I was hanging out with like Jeff Whoa. Bezos or if I was like hanging out like with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and he's like, Jack, can we just get past that and be bros? I'd be. Like, no, no. <laughs> do you know who you are <laughs> yeah. you know where i am no we can't just act you like meet, bros you meet tom brady and he's like i don't really want to talk about football <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i get it anyways remember when you won the super bowl <laughs> but let's, let's talk about the again. next part of this movie nathan watches caleb who sees a robot it introduces itself as Ava, and she says she's never met another person and they decide to break the ice and talk about language Speaking of language, Nathan remembers that whole God comment a little differently than Caleb does. But Nathan says, this robot and AI is so good, I want to show you that it's a machine and still see if you still think she has consciousness. That night, Caleb watches Ava on a monitor, and she eventually looks at the camera and the power goes out. Caleb starts snooping around and Nathan catches him. Nathan explains the power outages have been happening regularly and the doors are going to lock him in and he can't use the phone. The next day, Kyoko wakes up Caleb and she 
And he talks to Nathan about how to test Ava because she's too advanced for simple conversation. So Nathan asked Caleb to ditch the textbook stuff. And now that he knows how Caleb feels about Ava, it's time to figure out how Ava feels about Caleb. Andy, I would be terrible at running this test because I would say, Ava, what color is my shirt? And she'd go gray. And I'd be like, oh, my God, she's got AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be very <laughs> impressed right away. <laughs> I felt like she passed the test right away, but I want to, I would love for you to go more into how Nathan was more interested in if Caleb likes Ava as opposed to the analytical stuff, which is kind of what uh, Tommy was referring to earlier. What one thing I did want to talk about though, did you notice that Nathan, when he's like looking at this uh, computer screen, he's got about 6,000 post-it notes on the, on the wall. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. just wondering how do they all stay up so well? Those are some really, fancy post-it notes my first thought was actually the poor like pa that had to actually like write something on a bunch of notes and stick them on the wall for that <laughs> scene to be created because somebody <laughs> had to actually put those up that must have taken forever yeah it just seemed like that seemed like a waste of time you could probably have all that info on like a computer screen but and then there's the line where he does who you're gonna who you're gonna call ghostbusters which is yeah. which was kind of just a weird line i thought Dude, but I, 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 as my note, I, I'd love for you to spend on that. They, I'm not, you know, I'm not the acting guy, but that is exactly how a drunk person acts and talks. <laughs> I thought he acted that perfectly. Oh yeah, he he acted very very well as a drunk, absolutely. Uh, and Ava acted very well as a as a AI robot. Like like you were saying, like when they meet, it is. I've never seen a movie where the robot is so human but also has robotic features i just thought that was really great like we were talking about this was from 2014 and i think it like all the special effects for her for the robot like i think hold up really well uh tommy i want to talk to you about how they had a conversation about how to test this robot and something caleb was saying is uh you can't test a chess program to see if it's intelligent by playing chess you have to figure out a way to take it out of chess and they have to figure that out with Ava. I just, I thought that was a really interesting, I guess, way to think about how we think about actual intelligence versus just responding to questions. Um, so I'd love for you to kind of dive into that as well as there was a little bit of broken glass in the room, which was clearly foreshadowing about yeah. something wrong. Yeah. What, what do you think that was Jack? I think that was. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you. It's funny you asked me about the part of the film that uh, that I was like, oh, that that whole chess thing. I was like, I hope Jack doesn't ask me about that part because because uh, it was like a total uh, mind screw for me. I was like, all right, all right, the, the uh, how do you how do you test what? Uh, can you repeat that whole thing? Maybe I, I I need to I need to get this part dumped down for me um, because uh, what what you can't. So so how how does that correlate with this whole chess thing? I agreed with Caleb. I thought, yeah, that, or I agreed with um, Nathan. Did. Nathan, because I'm like, yeah, you would. What, what else would you do? Because what does he say? You wouldn't test a chess player on their chess skills or something. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? No, because what he was Made saying sense. is, if if the chess if, if the chess program is supposed to be intelligent, mm -hmm. then. If you just play chess, it may just be going through different moves and not actually thinking. To understand if it can actually think, you have to give the chess program the opportunity to do something else. Because mm. bring it out of its element. 
yeah, if I'm a okay. like a yeah, if I'm a, a chef robot, the yeah. only way to know if I'm actually intelligent is let's take you out of the kitchen and put you, you know, in a in an art music exhibit and see if you can appreciate art because that's a, mm-hmm. it takes a, mm-hmm. a a level of intelligence as opposed to pre-scripted responses. Now right. um, makes sense. Which is, mm-hmm. which I think is fascinating because I think, because, and this is what I love about this movie is it kind of breaks down we as humans, how, like, what's the difference between this is just a pre scripted thing that I'm supposed to respond with versus a, an actual intelligent decision? What, and was the thing that she wasn't intelligent on is, is it because she said she was one, but he couldn't figure out if she's one years old, one month old? Because she, that's what she says, right? How old are you? I'm one. Right. But then, couldn't go further than that he should have honed in on that he should have honed in on that and said fail like one <laughs> what is that like like who says one she failed right 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 i'm then still and there. wondering like, like, yeah you you run over to nathan and you say this is the one the thing that you got to work on she just answered one not one day one year like she completely fails she's completely uh, failed throw her out yeah but the problem is it, like that all uh uh, eventually, and I know you're probably going to talk about, it, but he starts talking about the, the uh, magician's assistant, that, that whole entire thing where she begins, it's sleight of hand. She begins to use uh, a little bit of her sexuality to kind of get you to the point where you start giving her points, uh, maybe where where maybe she doesn't deserve it because she's maybe, uh, 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 I don't know, arousing you to a, a certain extent to the point where you think to yourself, oh, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, she passes because uh, you know she's the hot, the, the good-looking robot, you know, or I, I don't know, who knows. Well, that's as we as we talk about that. Uh, Ava shows off her drawings, but she doesn't know what she drew. So Caleb mm. asks Ava to decide something specific to draw, and that makes her say that their friendship isn't fair because he's asking all the questions. So she asks about him, where he lives. She asks if he's single. He tells her that his parents are dead. She asks if he's a good friend of Nathan, and he stumbles around it when the power goes out again. And with the cameras off, Ava tells Caleb that Nathan isn't his friend and he shouldn't be trusted about anything. The Mm -hmm. power comes back on, and Ava goes right back into pretending that they just had a conversation. Later, Kyoko spills on Caleb, and Nathan is upset about it and jokes about having contractors killed. They break down the conversation Caleb had with Ava, and Caleb doesn't mention anything about the comments on not trusting Nathan. Nathan even asks specifically about when the cameras went off, and Caleb doesn't tell him. That night, Caleb watches Ava sleep through a monitor. The next day, Nathan is waiting outside of Caleb's door and shows the place where Ava was created. Nathan says he used the world's cell phones to duplicate facial expressions and use search engines to create the software. Tommy, I want you to really put yourself in the shoes of Caleb right now. Would you have told Nathan what Ava said when the when the cameras were off? Uh, would I, or yeah. if I was if I played Caleb, if, if you if you were Caleb, <laughs> if, if if you were if, in that spot, if Tommy won this trip and Tommy got flown out, yeah, and yeah. you didn't have her shredded because she didn't know her age. Uh, yeah, would you have? I, that's where it would have ended, right there. Yeah. Would, would, uh, would you have told Kay, Nathan that she said not to trust him? Or yeah, I'm a, like because I, I I would have to imagine that it's all a trick. I mean, yeah, just because the lights turn red doesn't mean that like they're not monitoring me. That's it. Right. They're 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 watching. Yeah, uh, Nathan Nathan's a smart guy. 
he's uh, they're like oh power outage so on and so forth it's all smoke and mirrors he's 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 got to be watching that's exactly my paranoia would have got me to that point where i would have thought to myself he definitely knows what the heck's going on there's no way that that this is all blacked out for him and inaccessible like i'm i'm out that door or like when the door opens up i'm like yeah this is going on between me and the sex robot or me and the robot <laughs> right because it's like, like i just uh, i don't know i don't want to robot why do you I'm, I'm a, like i'm like, just just by nature i'm just kind of a weenie i want to hold on to my job and am i gonna really at the end of the day like what were they saying like they're they he uh nathan what he hacked into all these cell phones to be able to find out you know, all this information about like, well, I guess later on in the film, I don't necessarily want to get to that point, but, but like, there's a reason why this robot appeals to Caleb, right? Because mm -hmm. he said, Hey, okay. So you hacked my cell phone and you were able to look at my, uh, my, more, my pornography inquiries and, and apparently, uh, how able looks right. Lines up perfectly with a lot of like the, the stuff that he likes to jack off to. Right. So, <laughs> so at, at, at that point, I mean, sure, like, okay, I, I guess, like, uh, if, if she was like a human woman who looked like, uh, like, like the type of women that I like to jerk off to, then, but if I was positive that she was a woman, then maybe, maybe I'd say, okay, like, I'm not going to go and, and snitch her out. But, <laughs> but because she is a robot, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you did a great job, you know, creating that, uh, that sex robot that looks exactly like the woman that I want to jack off to. <laughs> But uh, but but it, but she's a robot, and I don't want to lose my job. So like, I, I'd be out that door, like, all right, hey, the red light went off. I was like, all right, I gotta go, Ava. And I go like, hey, this is going on, you know, like this Ava, you can't trust her. You got to move on to three point or four point oh, five point oh, or whatever. Yeah, I, is, uh, you know? yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I, I'm hey, on. Look, 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 Ava, he pays the bills. He signs the checks. Yes. So he's the only reason I'm here. So I'm on team Nathan. But Andy, yeah. this is where. Um, <laughs> For me, what I thought, this is where in the movie, what I think gets interesting is, and this is something Tommy alluded to a little bit ago, Did is I? you start wondering, <laughs> who is the, like, who's the robot? Like, of course, Ava's a robot, but then it makes you wonder, like, but what is Nathan? Like, is Nathan a robot? Is Caleb a robot? Is yeah. or if it, Kyoko, she's definitely a robot because they say she's a robot, but like, there's because Later these, on the robots film, are right? so the yeah. robots are so yeah. human it's it, it's and you, it makes you wonder like who do you trust in this and i that's what i love about this movie i love the who do you trust movies but at this point in the movie andy who do you trust are you questioning the situation or do you feel like nathan's a jerk and we got to get ava out of here are you like ava's evil don't listen to her where where's your <laughs> head at at this point in the movie well, I'm still kind of wondering. So from the beginning, was he mm -hmm. having that battery camera when the power went out? No, no, that no. was later on. In the that film, was yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought the whole time that it's just, uh, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, Willy Wonka or like some of this, like this big fictional. I was thinking that too. You're right. Yeah. It, it just seemed like like this almost like playhouse. This Tommy, factory. you thought it was someone who broke in and took a spot. Don't say he thought he was Willy Wonka. Unless you no, no, Willy... I, I had that thought. I have wait, a lot of wait, thoughts. What if <laughs> Willy Wonka was actually just some crazy guy that stole Willy Wonka's? That's why he has a bunch of Oompa Loompas working for him. He doesn't know how to run a candy store. But... <laughs> no, but, but I started what... thinking, 
Because nobody, like, I was thinking, and the, there was a part where I was like, oh, he's like the great Oz. Like, nobody knows yeah. what this guy looks like. And then that's why the frat guy was able to break in there, kill <laughs> Steve Jobs, and then just be like, I just want to, I just want, uh, dude, I don't want to talk about philosophy. I just want to know, do you want to fuck my robot? <laughs> that's what well, it was. That's well, what it and, was. And, and because every, that, every conversation went to that. Well, to that point, it was weird how he started talking about how they have like sexual organs and he's like yeah you can really get in there if you want yeah so that to me just meant like i want to get this, back to that That this dude is just boning all these robots i didn't right. know kyoka was can a I... robot until the dance yeah. no, they, he said when they first introduced like not like no. after she woke him up he he implied that she was a robot too but oh. uh mm. I, and i kind of want to talk about that and, and tommy i want you to be my my sanity check here because can i can, is... I, can i just yeah, yeah really quick because just to piggyback on can wait. Kind, Go ahead. kind of what Andy said really quick, uh, uh, <laughs> because and then also this whole thing about like where you were asking me, like, would I go and tell, you know, the red light went on? Would I say this is going on? Would I snitch on her? Would I tell on her? Um, if I knew at that point that uh, which uh, uh, I think Nathan talks about later in the film where he's like, I created this robot. And yes, she has sexual organs and they definitely work, right? And she could definitely, you know, reach orgasm. And I was thinking to myself, like, what if Ew. instead of just clitoris, like, what if she had clitori? So that's maybe like Nathan's like mad plan. He's like, I like women and all, but it's hard to make them peak. So like, I'm just going to create an erogenous zone that I don't have to search for. So I'm just going to put a bunch of sensors in that area. So if I was aware of that at that moment, that there's just nothing but sensors there, you know, and if I can fool myself into thinking that this robot is a woman and all she has to do, all I have to do is just, you know, kind of get her in the mood. If, if, if I know that orgasm is quick to come, then then at that point, maybe when the red light comes on and then afterwards, maybe I don't rush to go tell uh, Nathan, you know, because I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is the perfect woman here. You know, I don't know. It kind of is for him, actually, but they, I, I want to talk about Kyoko, and this oh, is the sanity. Kyoko, Kyoko. Uh, so th when she spills on, uh, she spills on Caleb, and um, Nathan is a jerk to her. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's yelling at her and all this other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. This is I don't know if it's the directing. I don't know if this is the point of the movie, but and, and this is where you need to do my sanity check, Tommy. Mm. I know she's a robot. She's not even yeah, she, like the final version of a robot. She's not even like the best AI, but for some reason I feel bad for her getting yelled at. And I want to be like, yeah. leave her alone. But mm, it's yeah. no different than me saying, leave the TV remote alone. It's trying to change the channel. Like it's mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. yeah, but point. I think that's kind of the point of the movie. Am I crazy for feeling like bad for this thing? That's supposed to be an inanimate object. Well, I, I, I mean, I might even go in a different direction. I thought, I thought she was just, well, she's an Asian robot, right? And I thought, okay, well, maybe she's not a robot. I thought there's a chance that, like, maybe she just doesn't speak English, which is definitely, I think, a, a direction that they just kind of played with for a mm -hmm. little bit. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, because later on in the film, like when she starts kind of removing a little bit of her skin, it's like it's a little bit of a reveal that, like, okay, we're, we're dealing with a robot here, but. I mean, one could kind of infer with everything that's kind of going on throughout the whole entire film that we're probably like anytime you come across a sexy looking female throughout this film, there's a pretty good chance that she might be female. But I think they did kind of toy around with the idea that that like 
A, she just might speak Japanese or or whatever, or Korean, and she just has absolutely no idea what's going on here because, you know what, I just needed somebody to be here that I could have sex with, whether it is an Asian robot or whether it is an actual Asian human. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Two things that uh, just interesting lines that like bounced around in my brain after this, uh, watching this was uh, during the scene was... Uh, Nathan says search engines are like oil before the industrial revolution. It's a ton of product that we don't know what to do with. And, uh, search engines aren't what people are thinking. They are how people are thinking, which is a very interesting, mm. again, I just thought those were interesting things that have now rattled around mm -hmm. in my old, uh, tin can of a brain here. So <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. as we I agree continue on. Ava session three, I broke this up by when it said Ava session, by the mm. way. That makes sense. Ava draws something specific, and it's a tree through a window. Caleb asks where Ava would go if she could leave, and she says she would stand in an intersection to see as many people as possible. Ava has Caleb close his eyes, and she emerges dressed with a wig on. She says she'd like to go on a date, and she thinks that Caleb likes her, and she hopes he's watching her at night, but doesn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. Caleb and Nathan debate giving sexuality to Ava and whether or not consciousness can exist without imperative for interaction. Plus, it's fun. Caleb thinks that the flirting was programmed to be a diversion tactic. Nathan explains that in a way, Caleb was programmed like all humans from nature or nurture or both. He then says that Ava has not been programmed to like Caleb, but you can't blame her for it. Meanwhile, Kyoko listens on. Um, Andy, I want to talk to you about, uh, the way they made us as viewers feel for this robot. Again, Ava, they very much humanized her picking out her clothes. And they, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, just as a filmmaker, I want to talk about this part, just the, the way they did it kind of slow and the music and everything. Again, you kind of stop and go, this isn't, this is not a living thing, but I'm starting to feel for this, this thing. Yeah, and you actually mentioned the music too. The music in this movie is great. Like just like on the times that you're like something weird's happening, like just great like uh omniance of music. But um yeah, I was wondering what was going on, why she had all those wigs, why she had all those dresses. To me it was super creepy. Um why he needed to make her feel human like that. And then what we find out later is that she's not the only one that has had these wigs and these dresses, which makes it even more creepy. But mm -hmm. I think it's you as a viewer, like in the beginning, when you see all her robotic stuff, I think like Tommy mentioned, I'd probably, I would have went and told him, hey, this robot's acting crazy, you know, says I shouldn't trust you. But then once she's more like human, has the wig and the dress, then I'd probably be like, all right, baby, I'm on your side. <laughs> like, and she had the clitoris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this Tommy, this is where they talk about oh, her being the um, the uh, magician's assistant, and like, yes. did, does she need to have this aspect to her? Uh, and, and we've made a lot of jokes about it, obviously. And I think anyone who sees a movie like this, that's the first thing you think of. But uh, it, it is interesting the. Would this be a different movie if that was off the table, or would this uh, would this test be different if you took out those parts? And does the fact that that emotional connection, as they say, the imperative for communication, the the imperative for interaction, 
that is created by sexuality, it does, it, I think even as the viewer seeing the potential spark connects us to those two, does it not? This is obviously something that, that he's been working on for a number of years. I mean, this is beyond being a prototype, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, almost to the point where he's saying, okay, there's, there's a chance we're going to move on. We're going to, we're going to scrap Ava and we're going to move on to model whatever that 6.0, 7.0, but either way they're there, it seems like they're so close to uh, approaching the end of this project that, that at this point, I mean, if, if, the Turing test uh, is 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 to to be successful, uh, or in other words, we're we're not to see uh, 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 Ava as being any kind of a robot, but actually as human. Then, then at this point, sexuality is super important and integral, uh, uh, imperative, super important. It's it's just part of what it is to be a human being. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but like obviously she uses that you know so i mean we're, we're talking like i said a very it's a late stage of this project and i mean to the point where she can use every ounce of her humanity to 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 be able to reach whatever objective it is that she's created for him for herself and well, do you do you guys think i just thought of this now for the touring touring test isn't that what it's called touring, do you yeah. think there's been other calebs that have been shipped off and like met all the other robots that's a good question did they ever get to leave the house that's the yeah because they could be buried on that giant property that's the size of the yeah. united states <laughs> yeah. uh but uh that's see but that, that's again that's one of the things i like about this movie is again you're wondering you're never really sure about what's happening in this movie mm -hmm. that's my favorite part about it but yeah uh Ava session four caleb explains a thought subject called mary in the black and white room and in mm -hmm. it, Mary knows about all colors, <laughs> but has never seen them. When she sees them, she feels them, and then she becomes human. Caleb tells Ava that there's that he's there to test her. The power goes out again, and Caleb asks why he shouldn't trust Nathan. Ava says she has been causing the power cuts so she can speak unobserved. Outside, Caleb gets Nathan to confess that Caleb was selected he didn't win a competition. He wasn't lucky. He was chosen. And back home, Nathan hooks up with Kyoko and Caleb dreams of Ava. While mm -hmm. shaving, Caleb sees Nathan in Ava's room destroying her art while Kyoko stares at the Jackson Pollock painting. Caleb tries to talk to Kyoko, but Nathan says Caleb is wasting his time talking, but not wasting his time dancing. <laughs> Nathan goes to bed and Caleb is able to see how many cameras are actually in the facility. Um, <laughs> that, is, no, that line, it says, uh, <laughs> you, you, tore up, you tore up the picture. Now let's tear up the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy, it's crazy because he tells him earlier in the film, Caleb, you're quotable. But no, man, like really, you watch this whole entire film. It's freaking Nathan that's quotable, man. It's just, it's just a great scene. Like you have, you have Kyoko. She's out there dancing, and he's like, he's like, you tore up her painting, and he says, yeah, but watch me uh, tear up this dance floor. And then they go out there and they dance, and it's, it's just amazing. Like it just his delivery, like the lines. It's just, it's, it's golden stuff. But go his ahead, moves guys. are a little too smooth, by the way. Yeah, yeah. For They've a uh, for a programmer, <laughs> that's like. 
Uh, again, though, which goes to my theory, right? I mean, <laughs> like, he's, he's the frat guy that broke him. Which, by the way, yeah, when does this guy work? He's like learning to dance, he's drinking, he's working out. I mean, he doesn't have, I, they never once show him, like, yeah, I'm actually building something right now, I'm, I'm programming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this <laughs> is, um, it is one of those parts of the movie, though, where we start to, again, question who do you trust? Do you trust, uh, uh, Tommy, I'll ask you, who do you trust at this point in the movie? Ava, do you trust Kyoko? Do you trust Nathan? Do you trust Caleb? Who do you think is the the voice of of good versus who do you think is the voice of of evil in this movie? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because it does fluctuate throughout the whole entire film. But I mean, at this point, I, I I'm I'm siding with um, Ava, I guess, as she's trying to um, coordinate, uh, I guess, her um, and create empathy. Uh, uh, for uh herself just just enough to the point where she might be able to convince caleb to be able to uh uh, uh place her th to allow her to be able to escape um so it's it's exactly what what um nathan does talk about later in the film it's just it's it's the rat in the maze he's like, like towards the very end of the film like i, I don't even know if i am, am i supposed to go in that direction you're not asking me about like who it is that i trust at the end of the film but nope just right right now yeah just as it stands right now i just i trust ava and i trust what caleb has or, or what both of them have coordinated with one another to be able to to place ava in a better situation so uh if there's anybody who's nefarious and has is is the epitome of evil throughout this whole entire film up until this point it's definitely uh nathan which is interesting because i agree with you and as i was but i'm trying i was trying to think about it and i was like nathan doesn't actually do anything bad in this movie he, like he dances he drinks he's like let's go do something cool with the world he never actually does anything really bad i mean he's not the coolest guy in the world but he's also like let's dance let's drink let's party let's go out for a hike he never but for some reason we do find ourselves like connecting to this robot uh andy i want to talk mm -hmm. about kyoko here because kyoko can't speak but you can tell throughout this movie it feels like she's learning mm -hmm. which i think goes back to that original conversation with ava where they say we got to go past language because language isn't enough but Kyoko, I think Kyoko is the embodiment of that. She can't even speak, but she's looking at the painting. She's starting to watch the monitors. And you can tell that her rudimentary AI is still kind of like putting pieces together of what's going on. Yeah. And I think I blame Westworld for all this because I just kept saying like, these people are going to turn on you eventually. So I was just <laughs> like waiting for her to kind of get smart enough to know that she's being taken advantage of and she's going to attack. So. I was just waiting for that. Uh, as we as we roll on to Ava session five, we start with Ava saying she's going to test Caleb. She asks some questions and calls out his lies, eventually mm. asking if Caleb is a good person and then asks what will happen if she fails Caleb's test. She shows Caleb the destroyed art, which is a picture of Caleb, and asks him if he wants to be with Ava. Caleb asks Nathan why he made Ava and he said eventually AI is going to take sorry Caleb asks Nathan why he made Ava and he says eventually AI is going to happen and that he thinks the version after Ava will be the one and Caleb doesn't like the idea that Ava isn't already the one hmm. Nathan explains that when Ava is done he's going to download her brain which will erase her memories 
Nathan tells Caleb not to feel bad for Ava, but to feel bad for himself because one day AIs will look back on human skeletons the way we look at fossils. Nathan passes out from drinking and Caleb steals his key card and goes hacking into the system. Caleb watches different versions of the AI get built and eventually rebel and want out. He goes through Nathan's closet and finds multiple other AIs and Kyoko exposes her circuitry to show she is also an AI before Caleb returns the key card. Caleb can't sleep as he starts to question whether or not he himself is an AI and tries to look inside himself by cutting his arm open. Meanwhile, Kyoko watches him from the monitor. This was uh, this was where things started getting intense. And it made, yeah. I loved that Caleb actually is, am I a robot? Because I started, I was thinking that the whole time. Maybe the real test is, does the robot even know it's a robot? But Andy, I want to talk to you about, uh, they say that eventually humans will be like dinosaur fossils. But also, he says not to feel bad for Ava because she operates on a continuum, version 9.6. And so the next one will be a little bit better and so on and so forth. Kind of like human evolution in a way. Mm -hmm. Well, he even says that, doesn't he? He says it's... Uh... What was the line? He says something about it's Ava's evolution, not decision. So yeah, she's just evolving to a, a better model. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm just laughing because they he could have made these robots anyway, right? He could have mm -hmm. made one look like Danny DeVito. He could have made one look like a a little mm -hmm. I don't know Steve Urkel. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of these random things. <laughs> but he makes them all like these hot ladies. And it really does look like he's just got a whole closet of sex robots. Like when he's opening all the things and you're seeing all these naked women, it's like, what's, what's this guy really doing here? I don't know. It started getting yeah. weird to me. But um, I think the thing that surprised me the most during all this was Caleb cutting himself because crazy to think that you're he's only been there a week right it, like yeah in a week's time you have it in your head that maybe you're a robot it just seems like man this this guy's under a lot of stress but when you see how good of a robot ava is yeah. like because if you didn't know any better if you saw her like dressed with her circuits covered in, in a wig you'd never know um which yeah. is obviously something we'll get to um but what if that robot was a, you know, because because Andy's like uh, focused on the idea that this uh, robot is, you know, female and and an attractive female. What if they're just a bunch of well hung, like uh, fifty four year old guys? You know, like how is the movie any different at that point? Really, because at the end of the day, like uh, like there really shouldn't be any difference between okay, well it's a you know like it's a, an attractive girl like say maybe in her late twenties, maybe mid twenties versus the, just a very well-hung guy, you know, who's maybe in his 50s. Like, how is well, the movie any well different hung, at that just, point? That's just a waste of resources and material <laughs> at that point. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> if they're I mean, big, it's a, it's a waste of material. I mean, I that mean, skin can't come cheap. Do we ever know for sure if Nathan's not a robot? We do. Probably after, maybe after he cuts himself. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah. But that, yeah. that scene with him drunk and... Uh, oh Nathan, like, I'm Here's sorry. Me. Oh Nathan. I'm well, sorry. he gets he gets cut up too, though. Yeah, but he might be very advanced. But how uh, that scene where he drops the or pretends that oh here's your key card right there that was very clever. Good yeah, for Caleb. Little, was, they like slapped good. it on the ground like sounds yeah. like he's picking it up. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh, Tommy. I want to send this to you. A quote oh, from Mr. Quotable Nathan 
says, uh, as he's drunk, he's repeating himself, the good deeds a man has done before defends him. And I think that this was a very interesting character beat for him because to me it was saying that I think Nathan knows what he's doing is a little messed up. Yeah, it's a justification, right? Yeah. And it's uh, a justification. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a character. I want, I want you to dive into that. Well, oh, boy, I mean, it's it's just it, it's for every one of his actions from from uh, tearing up the 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 picture that she drew to uh, gosh later on in the film killing off these robots and then just dragging their corpses away, um, uh, all um, basically being done for the purpose of, of of what's important for for the success of this project. It's it's just a justification, you know. Uh, it's just whatever it takes to be able to get to that end that 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 he has set up for himself um and for the whole entire project it's just a it's a justification it, it just by any means necessary that's mm -hmm. all it is yeah this movie before i forget i want to uh, add that it reminds me of a commercial that ikea came out with a while back and it's a if, if anyone wants to look it up just like i'm sure you just google ikea lamp outside and it's like this dark rainy day and someone puts this old lamp out with the trash and uh it's dark and it plays a sad music and it looks like the lamp is is like pointed in the direction of the room uh of a building and you can see the person turn on a new lamp and it's the sad music this little drizzle comes down and then it, then it stops well exactly it stops and this guy comes on and goes don't feel bad for the lamp it's not living it doesn't feel anything that's silly <laughs> And I was like, it's interesting because you do feel bad for the poor lamp, but there, why? It doesn't know. It doesn't know it's a lamp. And I kept thinking about that throughout this this movie because I feel bad for Ava. I feel bad for Kyoko, and I keep trying to remind myself it's just a lamp. It doesn't mm. know. But also, even now, seeing Nathan saying the good deeds I've done before, like even he is being messed up by the way we humanize things that aren't human, even though these mm -hmm. are very human, obviously. Um, Caleb waits for Ava to cut the power to tell Ava that Nathan is going to reprogram Ava and that Caleb is going to get Ava out of the facility tonight. But mm -hmm. the plan hits a speed bump when Nathan doesn't want to drink. And Caleb says Ava passed the test. But Nathan says, maybe the question isn't, does she like you or not like you? Maybe she's pretending as a means of escape. Caleb says Nathan is twisted, but Nathan says he's going to show Caleb something. Meanwhile, Kyoko visits Ava for the first time. Nathan shows Caleb the tape of Ava and Nathan talking, this time with audio, and Ava says she hates Nathan, but Nathan shows he used the moment to place a hidden camera and Nathan knows about the escape plan. But this outcome was Nathan's plan in the first place, to see if Ava would use all of the things at her disposal to escape, and she did. But it turns out Nathan was just a tool. When the lights go out, Caleb says he already reprogrammed the security to open all the doors. Now, before uh -huh. we get into the final part of this movie, this is where the, the movie kind of really twists on its head, Andy. And we see that all the stuff, the sexuality, the pictures and all this stuff was really to see not if she could have a conversation, but could she think outside of the box and use everything at her disposal to escape? And she did. It was awesome, that scene, because you're really like, it's just really changing, like the balance of power of like who's really in charge. Mm -hmm. And 
I love when Caleb tells him he was selected and like Tommy mentioned earlier, based on his uh, his Google searches or whatever it's called, Blue Book mm-hmm. searches. Blue Book searches. And what does he say? He says, did you find a person based on my porn selection? This is so insane to me that like he went through that level just to find the perfect look for this guy, just to show how long he's been working at this idea. And then I'm just like, ah, oh, man, you're dead now. I was worried about poor little Caleb. And then Caleb's like, nope, I already had, I already did all that stuff. And you're like, wow, okay, now, now uh, Caleb's on top. So it was cool just to see like all that back and forth and trying to figure it out. <laughs> I've felt so bad for Caleb when he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> terrible acting, by the way, yeah. not acting, but like, come on. He's like, so, uh, so celebratory drinks, huh? Huh? Want yeah. some vodka? It's interesting because kind of like what Andy's saying, whether it's poor acting or whether like this, this is a guy that's just so engrossed into uh, like, you know, into whatever it is his, his job is like, maybe like he said, he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's a guy who's got a pornography profile. So, so (laughs) he's well aware of the fact that he has a pornography profile uh the the robot that he's really everyone at, is <laughs> yeah the, the the robot that he's looking at he's like well that just oh god what's what a coincidence this just looks like the girl i jerked off to over the course of the last like five years it's so, a conglomerate of all of right. the, an amalgamation of all yeah. the faces so so i mean yeah, poor acting or like when he's just like, dude, you know, like we we could just shoot pool and like get drunk and hang out or like or, you know, uh, uh, let's let's know. He said, let's get beyond all the, the 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 boss sort of employee kind of awkwardness. And let's just, you know, let's let's be buds. Let's hang out. And then every response that he had after that, it was just he was always just so stunted. He was just awkward. So he didn't really know how to like become a person that like really looked like he knew how to have fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it does come across as rather awkward. I agree with you. I mean, to the point where you think to yourself, it's bad acting. But he also just comes across as a guy who's just like a guy who just loves coding all day. Well, I think I think it turns out, though, he's actually like it's he knew what was happening this whole time, though, Caleb, because he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, why don't you drink? But then he's he's only saying, why don't you drink to Nathan? Because he knows that Nathan knows that his potential plan is to get him drunk. It was just like it's just a lot of layers going on. It's the ultimate like just uh, uh just it's mad magazine spy versus spy like right <laughs> yeah, at the very end of the it day is. it's just like they're one up in each other and uh and and that part was yeah obviously uh pretty interesting i want to ask you this tommy because uh, we we've agreed that uh at least up to this point or or to a point we were on the side of ava and we were on like we were kind of rooting for them was it just me uh, do you agree with this and i want to know why this was when the doors unlocked i thought Oh shoot, Eve, Ava's free. <laughs> like if I yeah, was rooting yeah, for her, yeah. why was there that like, oh my god, she's out, <laughs> run and hide? <laughs> if I was rooting for her, I should have been excited, not like, uh oh. Yeah, no, I, I I could see why you're conflicted. I, I think I, I had finally gotten to the point where I felt pretty conflicted. I mean, it, it's funny because I did feel like that right uh, when that happened, and and it's an amazing shot too at the same time because when she walks into that hallway they, they they have this really interesting shot where it's like it's it's from behind her so as a cinematographer 
uh, as a filmmaker, it's just, it's, it's a very empowering shot where it's like, uh, you think to yourself, okay, well, shit's about to go down. And like, whatever Ava it was that we knew before, it felt like now suddenly we were going to start dealing with, uh, who was it, the uh, female robot from, is it like T3? Like suddenly she was going to be able to have like, like some, some, some more enhanced abilities, which she didn't. I mean, she was rather awkward when it came to, to, to whatever physicality it was that she had available to her when she did get into uh, that physical confrontation with uh, Nathan. But, but yeah, it just felt like, like we had definitely moved on to a different stage of uh, Ava. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could see why yeah. you felt that way. And, and speaking about these different stages, Andy, I thought that this was, we talked about that chess thing and there's a reason I brought it up. Um, we, he talked, Nathan talks about his plan and that was to see what Ava would do to get out of her box, which is kind of like the chess game scenario. If I, will she use things outside of chess to win this game? And she used things outside of her box mm-hmm. to get out of the thing, which is I think exactly what, Caleb was talking about is like, you got to try it outside of chess. And I think that's kind of what this was. Yeah. I thought she was going to get all the ladies, the lady robots joined in. thought she was going to somehow turn them all on. And they were just going to be like you, seven Andy, of them. Andy was hoping that there was just a scene <laughs> at the end where they're all running towards the helicopter naked. And <laughs> no, I wanted them to all murder uh, Nathan, like all just come together, like uh, this the the cyborg seven or something. They give I, uh, wish they that, just... I wish Caleb said like, yeah, I saw your closet full of the robots, so I know your type also. Yeah, it's just the ultimate orgy uh, that, that kills off Nathan. Uh, uh, like she plans it, she coordinates it with all these uh, old robots. With one point, she's like one point oh, two point oh, three point oh, and then commence. And like they all, I, they all start uh, having this amazing or, orgy with uh, it. Would, it would throw the wind the the movie completely out the window. But it'd be worth it just for the way the <laughs> pilot acts his response to seeing a bunch of naked women running at the <laughs> yeah, helicopter. Yeah. Well, um, but let's let's talk about the yeah, end of this so, movie here. Let's um, talk about this orgy. How, how it wraps it up. <laughs> uh, Ava is out, so Nathan knocks out Caleb and grabs a weapon. Ava and Kyoko use Morse code to communicate. Nathan tells Ava to go to her room and lies about letting her go someday. Ava attacks Nathan and overpow, but Nathan overpowers her and breaks yeah. her arm off. Kyoko holds out a knife and allows Nathan to back up into it. Nathan destroys Kyoko before Ava stabs him again. And as Nathan bleeds out, Ava takes the key card. She checks on Caleb, who is just waking up. She asks Caleb to stay in the room as she walks around the facility to see all the different versions of her. She replaces her arm with one of the former robots and uses the skin of another to cover her exposed pieces. Now dressed, she looks at her dead creator and Kyoko and leaves Caleb locked away while she makes her way out of the black and white room to finally see color. Um, this is where we see exactly that Ava was pretending. She wasn't really that into Caleb. Andy, I want to ask you this <laughs> big question here. Um, she didn't show any sort of remorse or empathy or regret or sorrow for what she did to the person that was going to risk everything to save her. Is she missing a little bit of humanity? <laughs> I'll say. But 
kind of like i don't know i still was rooting for her <laughs> like like i said when i first started this uh, podcast today i said i remembered it differently i don't know why i remember her like violently murdering both of them i thought she killed mm. caleb and nathan the, the fact that she didn't kill uh uh caleb i'm like oh okay well at least she didn't murder him but um i did think i thought she was going to be what i thought was cool is they didn't have her like a crazy terminator robot like she didn't mm -hmm. really know how to fight it was like like tommy said it was like an awkward fight scene and then i was kind of like you know you want her to kill nathan and then you want her and then like when he gets on top of her and knocks her little arm off i don't know maybe this is the way um alicia vikander the actor like she just looks so sweet there that you're like, oh, her poor little arm. <laughs> like you're just like, I want her to murder it's, everyone. It's, it's interesting, really quick, just to interject. Like it's the first time you really do see her act as a robot. They, I mean, like everything that we've seen throughout so many years of film, like when when a robot loses a limb or is damaged in any way, suddenly they start moving in a very static kind of way. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what she displayed at that moment. So, So I think that's where the sympathy kind of just kind of set in for you at, at that moment yeah and i thought that it got knocked off very easily that was just like yeah. a it's not like he had like a really strong he these are like sex a, robots andy these are sex <laughs> robots. there's there's a um there's a a premise for that they set where the one is trying to break out with her fists and breaks the glass so yeah. if you're mm -hmm. there i think the reasoning would be is you make her fragile so she can't break out because if mm. she if she tries to use force, it'll just break her own hand before it breaks the glass. And did the knife seem like it sliced into him like some warm butter? Like it just like went oh my right God. into him. Yeah, like yeah. Just a vroom, and it's like I wanted to talk about that. Too. They stabbed him. So, they stabbed him I mean, so politely. It's the, it's the sharpest of knives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and only the best for Nathan. But Ka <laughs> and then Caleb, that's Wesco. Caleb gets punched and he's out forever. I'm like, I'm like, I guess that boxing's been doing a doing great because he was he got punched in the face and he was out for like a long time. Where the, where Nathan gets stabbed and he walks down the hallway for a while. Nathan is presented as a bit of a tough guy at certain points throughout this movie, though. Yeah. Uh, but but Tommy, I, I just want to I want to talk to oh, you about this this scene as she's sort of going through and picking out her dresses and picking out her hair and mm. and. Uh, I feel like this is the movie's way of her trying to claim her humanity. Like this is her mm -hmm. saying, I am covering up what makes me a robot and I'm going to be a human from now on. Yeah. It's uh, and and it's, it's a very, uh, it's a prolonged scene. I mean, because it's, uh, I mean, I, I watched it, uh, several times and, uh, um, Definitely the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is, it's a rather long scene. Second time around, I was like, okay, yeah. So I kind of fast forwarded through it because I kind of got the gist of it. But it's, uh, they definitely did place a lot of uh, emphasis on it. Uh, the director, the filmmaker, um, they, they felt it was important enough for her to, like like you said, Jack, it's to, to, to claim, um, uh, to, to be able to make that transition, to be able to move on to that next stage of, of moving on from, from just being a robot to, to really ultimately turning into the to the to the human that she's really supposed to be um she, she like in her mind she is human i mean she there's always this awareness that she is a robot but because of how advanced uh blue book is uh google whatever it is and and the information excuse me the information that she's been able to attain from from this um 
from this wealth of information that's available through through Blue Book, um, at least when it comes to being human, like like there's a large percentage of her psyche that 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 focuses and and uh, I'm sorry that thinks of herself as being human, but there's this constant nagging reminder uh, that she is a robot. And, and, and I, maybe that's why that scene is, is so prolonged. And like you said, it's, it's, it is her full transformation of, of, of becoming a uh, human being at that moment. So as the movie ends, we, we wrap up, I guess we'll, we'll go through our final thoughts and, and Tommy, you're the guest. So you always get the last word, but for now, I, I, like I said, I watched this movie. I really enjoy it. I, cause again, I like movies that make me one wonder who the, the bad guy is versus the good guy. And also, again, I love that this makes me think about what makes someone human versus just very advanced artificial intelligence. And the ending, the first time I watched it, it didn't sit well with me. I was like, why don't you just let Caleb out? Let him go. Come on. Like he's, he's your pal. He's with you. But this time around, I feel like I got it. And I think that the reason she left him behind is because if Nathan is dead and Kyoko's dead and uh, Caleb is dead, no one on earth knows she is a robot. So therefore if, Kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? If no one knows she's a robot, is she not basically just a human then? And I think that that was maybe her motivation. At least that's the takeaway I'm getting from it as a as a viewer. I like that. Uh, I so I really enjoyed this. I think this is one of those ones that has aged pretty well, and uh, again makes me makes me question all sorts of things. Andy, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, yeah, kind of what you said as well, but. Uh, I did want to mention one part that just kind of made me laugh. Just like uh, when she was putting all the skin on, mm -hmm. like it basically like it cut to something and then it cut back to her and she had like her skin was perfectly well done in the hair. It just kind of made me laugh because I'm like, I don't think she could have made that perfect, you know, just peeling off people's skin <laughs> just makes her like. No, not only that, or like really at the end of the day too, her nipple color was would have been different too at the same time um because i believe she well it depends no because uh, they were all different races but her nipple color definitely would have been different and her skin color would have also been different too at the same time yeah, yeah. i just think it would have been funny though if she would have taken the skin and just plopped it all over her body and it kind of didn't yeah, fit her in face some that would have been great yeah. the arm was a little long she looks like leather face she's just walking <laughs> that, i mean that would have been but uh i really want to see like a sequel of it just to see kind of like um i couldn't help but go to like comedy in my head but just to have her as like this robot in like new york city like at that right. intersection there um which would be funny we, but saw, I do... we saw it before it was short circuit like, <laughs> yeah. i think i may have mentioned that at or vicky point, yeah. vicky the robot from uh... no it's funny because i was going to say that earlier like it like it, to me it kind of reminded me of a uh a darker take on uh, small, small wonder. wonder i was like this is the weirdest episode of small wonder that i've ever seen <laughs> basically what basically what bel-air was to the fresh prince of bel-air this is like like the darker version of of the fresh prince of bel-air <laughs> but, but uh tommy what were your overall what were your thoughts of this one and uh what do you think about going through it this time around just just like it i mean it's 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 a good film it, it kind of fits into the type of film that that i do like when i'm not just watching something zany and stupid and something that i don't really have to where i don't have to activate my form of artificial or whatever if you could even <laughs> call it that intelligence that exists inside of my head but it's uh it was it, it's it's it was it was a wonderful film uh i love the acting i think as as time went on i mean after i watched it the 
because I did watch it in the summer. And then over the course of this last week, I did watch it two times. I mean, the the performances, like Nathan, like, go ahead, give me his real name. Usually I don't care about like knowing Oscar people's Isaac. real names. Okay, there you go. So Oscar Isaac, wonderful job. Not that you care that a uh, that, uh, 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 waterfront worker from San Pedro uh, thinks <laughs> that you did a, a great job. But hey, it was a it's wonderful performance. It's the highest honor. It is. It is. It yeah. should be an award uh, where it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, everyone um, knows you, San San Pedro guys are tough film critics. So if uh, if yeah, you absolutely. give them a pass, yeah, it. yeah. But no, it was it was, it was, it was just a, it was a great film. Uh, you know, it's 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 really quick though uh, when it comes to that ending because that ending is super interesting. I like how you kind of wrap that up. But yeah, like I like it's such a strange ending. She it, she's very callous. She just walks away. She doesn't even look back at him at all for like a split second the doors closed she gets in the elevator and she's gone mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's super callous and uh and then i started thinking about it i was like what why why did this happen and really at the end of the day it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier like who do you trust really at the end of the day i guess we all should have trusted nathan right yeah. i mean because he basically said she's the rat in the maze she's the mouse in the maze whatever it is she's going to do whatever it is that she has available to her to be able to escape and, and, and he was right about that. And, uh, but then there was this part of me that, that thought like, maybe, maybe there's, there's a chance that she thought about leaving with him at some point. So when I watched it the second time around over the course of this last week, this last time, I was like, what is it? Like, was there at any point throughout this film over the course of the second half of the film where she thought to herself, okay, I can't leave with this guy on the helicopter. And I think it had to be like, I don't know if it was like session five or session six, when he started talking about that experiment in college where it was about like this person knew a lot about color, but like everything was black and white inside of the room. And I started thinking to myself that Ava was thinking to herself, oh gosh, like I'm flying away with this guy in the helicopter. <laughs> like, like oh, what a snooze. Like just, just <laughs> forget <laughs> so, it. Like she thought like, like just as a human, she, this is how advanced her artificial, artificial intelligence is. <laughs> She's like, no, thank you. So then when she had the opportunity to get out of there, she just got out of there and let, left Caleb behind. So that's how human this, this, uh, this uh, Ava is. So See, I, I almost thought the opposite in that I thought she's a robot. She doesn't care. Like she doesn't feel emotions. So no, but that's, that's how advanced the artificial is. She thinks she's human. Like I said, it's yeah. like she's, she's, uh, she's like 99% human because of how advanced Blue Book is with this constant nagging reminder that she's a robot. But in her mind, for the most part, she's a human being, and she made a decision. Being in the in the advanced stage that she's in, she thought to herself, "I can't be with this Caleb. I'm gone." <laughs> that might have been why she looks at herself so long in the mirror. She's like, "Oh, this is what I got going on. That I'm I'm, going, I could do better." I'm a ten. He's like uh, <laughs> lower than that. <laughs> that's yeah. It's, that's also true. But she's uh, gonna go find Chris Hemsworth. Um, but, uh, speaking of Chris Hemsworth, Andy, this is the part of the show where we want to see if you can connect someone from this movie to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And I know you could do it. I I already have a quick one, but I want to know what you did. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I didn't do this one like two weeks ago, but, um, anyways, uh, Oscar Isaacs and X-Men apocalypse, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, um, with Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. and Jennifer Lawrence is an X-Men first class with Kevin Bacon. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I we had Silver Lining Playbook like two weeks ago and I went the Robert De Niro route. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence was in a movie with, uh, <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, in any case, you had an easy connection one way or the other, but that does it for the show. Uh, next week, we're going to move to 2015 and we're going to talk about Southpaw before going to 2016 for Nice Guys and then heading on over to 2017 for Baby Driver. That was wow. a banging soundtrack, by the way. Uh, but that does it for us. Thank you so much to everyone who watched, who listened, who particularly if you like, you comment, you share, subscribe, just do it already. My name's Jack Farmer. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. Andy Rossi, where can the world find you and what you're working on? You can find me at Just Andy Rossi. And Tommy, thank you so much for being on. It was an absolute delight. Where can the world can find, find you? Me, I'll, I'll give out my email address. <laughs> you, you want to do that? No, no. <laughs> you can find Tommy on the docks. You can find me in uh, San Pedro. <laughs> Ooh, come find me. No, but thank you so much for being on. That does it for us. Uh, and thank you for everyone who watched. Again, listen, whatever. You got it. We'll see you all next year. <laughs> <laughs>